We're stuck, pal. We need help. Beautiful. Is there a mechanic in the house? Welcome to Weird Kid Video. I'm Camerell Snape and I miss video stores so much I opened one in my own home, packed with the VHS tapes of the trash cinema I grew up watching at a highly inappropriate age. Every week I force my co-host Kira Jade Oppitz and Brody McDonald to sit through a movie for us to discuss. So come on in, have a look around and sign up for a membership. This is Weird Kid Video. Change of plan business? Change of plans. Change of Solid plan change business. of plans though. Not angry at it. Okay, good. Well, interesting. Because <laughs> Kira and I had some discussion okay. about how you might feel about our change of plans. <laughs> so we're doing a TV corner instead of Blair Witch Project. Uh, Kira is officially off pod. Are we saving Blair Witch Project for Kira? Yeah. So Oh, I'm so keen to see it. It's going to be her first episode back. Okay. So uh, yeah, so she's she's gone for a little while. So it's just you and me, kid. Yeah, boy. And we'll have a guest next week. But, I'm keen. Uh, it, it's just Adam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. This is going to be three three white guys talking on a podcast. <laughs> I'm going to heckle the shit out of Adam. Oh, okay. I'm fine. Okay. So today, uh, today in the Weird Kid TV corner. Oh, yeah. There's something in the air tonight. It sounds like synth, dresses in aqua blue, and smells like an alligator. Oh, We are talking about the pilot episode of Miami Vice, Brothers Keeper from 1984. Got enough vice in your life? Well, maybe it's time to put some back. Everybody freeze! Now you can feel the heat again with Miami Vice on home video. Call this toll-free number now for Miami Vice, the collector's edition, and recapture all the pulse-pounding action and music you remember. Step back into life in the fast lane with two hip undercover Miami cops, Sonny Crockett. Well, no guts, no glory. Ricardo Tubbs. Get out of my face! Use your credit card and call this toll-free number now and get the premier movie, two uncut hours for just $4.95 with subscription. And in case we haven't shown you enough, Miami Vice, oh, get it now on home video and put some vice back in your life. No! To get your first two-hour video of Miami Vice, the collector's edition, for only $4.95 plus $3.79 shipping, call toll-free 1-800-480-5791. Holy shit, what a show. <laughs> Have you ever watched Miami Vice before? Never. You've I, never it, seen it Miami? so different to what I thought it was going to be. Well, that's my next my next question, but we'll get to that in a second. Okay. So Miami Vice ran five seasons from 1984 through to 1990 for 113 episodes. And was it all as strong as the pilot? It loses some steam. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, it makes some choices in later seasons. In Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you had never seen Miami Vice. Never. What did you think that Miami Vice was? Growing up on more of the Dick Wolf kind of like cop shows, I thought it was going to be more procedural kind of cop show, like a Law and Order. Yeah. Or a, um, or a like NYPD Blue or yeah, something that was a little more. I don't. I can't quite describe it, but something way less 
emotive, passionate, and creative. And morally ambiguous. Yeah. 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 Like, this was a fucking movie. It is a fucking movie. Yeah. That's literally my first note in the episode notes, and fuck it, we'll just talk about it now. Okay. It looks like a fucking movie. It oh, doesn't look like a TV show. There is it's a scene we'll get to that I'm, like, in awe of. Yeah, right. Like, everything about it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I'm so glad. <laughs> we, we didn't know. I thought it might go the other way with you. No, man. This is the definition of one of those movies and shows that we talk about where like some of the acting might not be highest quality in like some of the other people, but like some of the like background players, but the everything else, the craft is just such quality. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. We're in this era of like what we would call prestige television, right? Ah. Oh, well, no, not then. Now. Oh, right, right. right. Yeah, like yeah, now, I agree. Right? Yeah, yeah. Where everybody's like, oh, movies, TVs are so much more like movies now. Yeah. And I'm like, get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> watch, watch an episode of Miami Vice. But like, it's, it's way more like a movie when movies were made for an adult. You know how like we yeah. talked about that before. Yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is like less like streaming quality shows where yeah. like it's all very and it polished. Is a bit, like and not format wise. It is still very like TV era format wise sure. as the show goes as the show goes on. Yeah. But from a cinematic point of view of a TV show looking cinematic, like this thing is fucking amazing. It, we watched the version that we watched was in HD, but it was in four three. Yeah. The way it was originally broadcast, I would love to see a widescreen version. My history of Miami Vice mm. is that I remember it as a, as a kid, like it was Miami Vice, it was yeah. just on TV. And I remember reruns and stuff. And I also remember when we first got cable television in Australia, Wizard. <laughs> okay. It's like the precursor to Foxtel. Right? Yeah. So we had Wizard and there was a channel that was like TV one. It was like old television. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And Miami Vice reruns used to, used to run on it. TV One is celebrating something big. The naughty and nice of Miami Vice. The linen-suited Ferrari squeal and boat-busting action just gets bigger. Are you for that? Miami Vice. Thursdays on TV One. Yeah. So I'd watch bits and pieces. But I really fell in love with the, with the show after the movie remake came out in 2006. You understand the meaning of the word foreboding? As in badness is happening right now. seen it no oh interesting so it's colin farrell and jamie fox oh shit maybe i have seen that yeah so what happened was is that movie came out and i loved that movie yeah so i started going to the video store and renting my advice on dvd disc by disc because that's something that we used to do yeah that is crazy <laughs> hey what's not what was nuts about that is that 
you would get into like this cycle with the other people that were clearly renting that show. <laughs> yeah. Where sometimes you'd go in and the next disc wasn't back because they hadn't finished watching it yet. Yeah, so and you'd so, get like a movie or an app of another show, show until yeah. it came in. Until it yeah. came in. And then uh, I would ask the clerk, like, when do you think it's going to come back in? And then like the clerk would be like, well, those people sometimes bring their stuff back generally on a Thursday. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Or it's like, oh, look, you know, man, like it's meant to come in on this day, but who knows? Yeah. It'll come back whenever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. And I've I don't think I made it all the way through watching it on DVD because I mm. feel like that was at the end of the going to video sort of rent TV shows on DVD. One di- also one disc at a time. It's just insane. yeah. And so I've actually been rewatching the show for years. Yeah, you said Kira and you started watching it uh, again. Kira's not really not really watching it. Okay. Kira's often in the room when it's on doing <laughs> yeah, other, doing yeah, other yeah. things, right? But I have been very slowly. The thing about it is, is that it is a show that I don't watch consistently. It's a show that we I've got to be I, in the mood for. Not even put in the mood for. It's a show that I put on when I don't have something else to watch. Uh, okay. So it's like my fallback show. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which means that I've seen like one or two episodes in the past six months. Oh, yeah, So yeah, I'm yeah. like, I still haven't finished the first season. I've, I've been re-watching this show for like three years. I get it. I'm currently watching like 30 different shows. Yeah. <laughs> the rate that I'm watching it, I might finish it before my kid goes to ninja college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which that'll be an early bloomer. So, you know, you don't have that much time. Oh, yeah. They're going to yeah. be in the gifted and advanced ninja program. <laughs> Yeah. Tiny Shinobi. Yes. Uh, so let's talk about the show. So, Sorry. One, one last yeah, question. Sure. Because I don't remember it too well and I only watched some episodes of it here and there, does this fall more in like the Baywatch or the spin-off detective series of Baywatch kind Baywatch, of Baywatch nights. Yeah. Like tonally. No, I mean, no, not no? like Baywatch nights at all because like, I don't know the quality okay, of that so at all. Baywatch definitely benefited from Miami Vice being a hit. Right. Okay. It takes ideas stylistically and applies yeah. them because the ideas of Miami Vice became fashion. See, a mix of Dick Wolf shows and Miami Nights is what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Baywatch Nights. Yeah, I mean. that one, that one. <laughs> Baywatch Nights is not what you think it is. Okay. Baywatch Nights is horrendous. I've only seen like clips here and there. It looks fun though. After a long, hot day at the beach, what you really need is a little excitement. Saving lives during the day was tough. Wait till you see the night. From the producers of Baywatch, the world's most popular show, David Hasselhoff, Baywatch Nights. He's a cop. It's a murder case. She's a detective. I'm his partner, Ryan McBride. And he's... I'm alive. Oh, really? Together, they're a team turning up the heat. But I'm keeping my day job. From the producers of Baywatch, the world's most popular show, David Hasselhoff, Baywatch Nights. So in the first season, yeah, Mitch Buchanan from Baywatch decides to open a detective agency. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't know how we end up talking about this. <laughs> Mostly because this has been an in-joke in our like relationship for the entire time that I've known you probably. <laughs> yeah. Because I always talk about opening. Well, you're the one who told me de- about opening it, yeah. a detective agency. <laughs> I didn't know it existed. I used to me. joke about our film company that we work at. Yeah. You used to work at opening a detective agency at night. Yeah. Which we still, still a great idea. The second season of, we have all the camera equipment. The second season of Baywatch (laughs) nights. 
decided to completely abandon the detective no. thing. Because there was another TV show that came out that was really hot that they thought they should try to Moonlighting? rip Moonlighting? No, Moonlighting's from the 1980s. Oh, right, okay. This is the 90s. Right. X-Files. So in the second season, no. yeah, the second season of Baywatch Nights, they start investigating the supernatural and like Fuck UFOs yes. and aliens. Sex time on nights. Did you see it? I saw something. They're running as fast as they can. Go, go, come on, come on. Because it's very determined. Ah. You're sure I can't get in here? Well, I was until you said that. Very hungry. This thing's making certain is food and more food. Make sure it works real hard for its next meal. And craving human flesh. It's okay. What I'm doing. No, don't go out there. Next time on Nights, Baywatch Nights. It doesn't get better. It never got good. <laughs> Stop talking about Baywatch Okay, Nights. okay, my bad. Get distracted. Miami Vice was created by Anthony Yurkovich. He was already a veteran TV writer and he was coming off having worked on like Hill Street Blues and a bunch of other shows. Okay. So he was the executive producer of this show, one of the executive producers. This show's origins are like widely up for debate because lots of people are claiming that they came up came up with it. But essentially right. what happened was an executive pitched to Yurkovich MTV Cops. Okay. <laughs> Right? That is that is a while. That is not what I'd expect the because pitch to be. Because MTV had just started. Yeah, right. So MTV has just started to dominate culture. Music videos are becoming a thing. Mm. This is the beginning of the music video vacation of film and of film and television. Okay, right. Djokovic was looking for a setting, found out about the asset forfeiture laws in Florida, where it was legal for cops to seize the assets of drug dealers for official use. No. Cars, money, all kinds of oh, shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, as I said, he was co-executive producer of the show, along with Michael Mann. Michael Mann. Why do I know that name? Let's talk about Michael Mann again in a second. Okay. So Djokovic only lasted six episodes on the show okay. as an executive producer. He walked away leaving Michael Mann in charge, which is why Michael Mann tends to get all of the credit for Miami Vice. I saw his name at the end as well, and I was like, I know that fucking name. <laughs> well, Michael Mann had already at this stage directed one of the greatest crime films of all time, Thief with James Caan. Okay. Oh. Which is a massive influence. Did we see a trailer for that? No. No. But I've okay. talked about Thief on the podcast because right. you have mentioned movies that you like, and I'm like, why would you watch that when Thief exists? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Specifically, Drive, I'm looking at you. Yeah. After Miami Vice... He'd apply the Miami Vice style to the best Hannibal Lecter movie, Manhunter. Intruder entered through kitchen sliding door. Nationwide victims. Yeah, this is Will Graham of the FBI. One killer. This is what the subject's teeth look like. Seen blood on the moonlight well. 
William, you're gonna make yourself sick or get yourself killed. Multiple trails. Just you and me now, sport. One hunter. I'm gonna find you, damn it. FBI agent Will Graham. Man hunter. Aha. Uh-huh. Lost of the Mohicans. Oh shit, okay. Heat. Oh, fuck. The insider. No wonder I know Michael Mann. Yeah. Heat. Fuck. Ali, collateral. Oh, wow. The Miami Vice movie. Right. Public Enemies, Black Hat, and the upcoming movie about Enzo Ferrari. Fuck, have we talked about Heat on this pod yet? No. Okay. There's an entire Australian podcast yeah. about Heat. Okay. One Heat Minute. <laughs> Okay. Hosted by Blake Howard. We don't need to talk about that movie. Yeah, go listen to One Heat Minute. Fuck yeah. Fucking do I mean, it. Heat's incredible. Yeah. Like I started listening to it before I, I watched Heat and I got so far into that podcast that I Jesus had to Christ. watch Heat. Why would you do that? Because I was you talk so much about the pod, I just wanted to listen to yeah, it. And then oh, I got sucked in. He's got a new he's got a new podcast out that's like a documentary podcast called Podcaster and Commander about the Russell Crowe, Peter Weir movie, Master and Commander. I love that movie. So do I. Oh my god. And it's the first episode of that is also insanely good. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So, anyway, hi, Blake. <laughs> he doesn't listen. I wish he listened. At us. <laughs> Please. The pilot was directed by Thomas Carter. He was actually a TV actor that had transitioned into directing. He was on a TV show called The White Shadow in the late 70s. And then he he directed like four episodes of that show. And okay. that was like the beginning of him deciding to be a director instead. He did still act occasionally. Oh, uh, right. Okay. He directed a couple of movies as well. He directed Metro. Uh, like a long forgotten Eddie Murphy movie where he plays a cop. It was like him trying to recapture Beverly Hills Cop. I think the the front cover is familiar to yeah. the poster. Michael Wincott from The Crow is the bad guy in that movie. Ah, hectic. Yeah, that's the only thing that I remember about that movie. Speaking of Michael Wincott, is there any relation to him and our main character in this? No. Because like their voice and like the way they kind of look almost seems like they're cousins. Mm, I think you're just making connections because you saw two people that are vaguely similar. Yeah. Back to back. <laughs> yeah, true. Two yeah. white guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thomas Carter also directed Save the Last Dance. Coach Carter. With, mm. Yeah. with Is that Denzel? I've never seen uh, that. Shit. I can't remember. Coach Carter's Samuel, I think. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yes, you're right. I can't yeah. remember. I've never seen it, so I don't know. And he's still working in TV. Starring Don Johnson as James Sonny Crockett. Fuck, what a man. Jesus Christ, hey? Oh, his voice is so hot. Like, I know I just mentioned it, but like, I, I had no, I did not think our leading man was going to be like this. I thought our leading man was going to be like, like I said, like a cop procedural or like a Baywatch, like beefy dude. You know yeah, what right. I mean? And he's like, Always got this fucking f- five o'clock shadow, which I thought was so weird at the start. The more I watch, I was like, I'm actually getting really attracted to this dude. Like his voice, the suit. Oh my God, the suit. Yep. When I saw it, ah, oh fuck. I'm so glad that you've had this reaction. It's it's so strong. I didn't realize how strong this show was. I'm also a fan of Don Johnson. Okay. okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He'd been an actor since the late 60s. And while he had worked, he'd been a working actor. He'd struggled to get leading really? roles. He had not had a lot of breakthrough roles. In the 1970s, he was roommates with an actor named Sal Mignot from Rebel Without a Cause. Uh, I'm just telling this story because it's kind of fascinating. Sal Mignot was murdered in the carport shit. of the apartment building that they both lived in Holy by fuck. a pizza dri- delivery driver in a botched robbery. Holy fuck, that just gave me goosebumps. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. I don't know if Don Johnson was home or not, but yeah, yeah it's, it's wild. Yeah. Fucking hell. So Miami Vice is Johnson's big break. 
Dude, he he deserves it. It turned him into a, into a into a star. Like, uh, to be honest, I don't even remember whether or not he was a good actor. But I was just he so is. caught up in he it. He absolutely is. He's I, char- he's so charismatic. Yeah, he's yeah. fucking magnetic, man. Yeah, he really is. Like, there's no like moments that are like. You know how when you see someone doing like an Oscar moment, you're like, this is real acting. You mm. know what I mean? Acting with a capital A. None of those moments are really there, but he's very charismatic. And actually the diner scene, he's very nuanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So after my advice, he'd have another hit TV show, Nash Bridges. Tonight, after the NCAA games, it's time to get ugly. Don Johnson and Cheech Marin in the new series that's pure fun. All new Nash Bridges, CBS Tonight. Which ran from the late nineties. No, I never heard of it. It's another cop show. Is it? Yeah, different, very different, completely more different. More straight lace. A little bit more country and western. Okay. Yeah. Since then, he's kept working in movies and TV. I always love it when he shows up in something, and he's he's kind of he hasn't had a renaissance, but he's been in more kind of higher profile stuff a little yeah. bit more lately. He's in Machete. Oh, really? Yeah. He's in Django Unchained. What? He's a plantation owner in Django Unchained. Okay. Knives Out. Who? He's Jamie Lee Curtis's husband in Knives Out. Oh, shit. I can't picture him at all. He's wearing a sweater. I mean, everyone loves Everyone's wearing, wearing a sweater. sweater. <laughs> and the Watchmen TV show. I didn't see it. Is it good? Oh, it's amazing. It's really? Incredible. Fuck. I should have watched it. Yeah, it's so good. Okay. Yeah. And due to his experiences on Miami Vice, he also became, in the 80s, a champion powerboat racer. Oh, I thought you were about to say a massive coke fiend. <laughs> well, well. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Don Johnson's the fucking coolest. I have to tell you two stories about Don him. Johnson. Oh my god, I fucking said that name already. I know, but that name it just hit me. Like he's referenced from being in Miami Vice, like yeah, everywhere. Yeah. His daughter is Dakota Johnson from the Fifty Shades of Grey movies. And oh also the shit! Network. So they're a bit of a bit of a family now. Yeah. Yep. So I have two stories so, about- Oh my God, it's just hitting me. So every time someone pulls up their sleeves on on a jacket, they're Don Johnsoning. Yes. Yeah, right. Rolling up the sleeves? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Two stories to tell you about Don Johnson. Yeah. Just for fun. Please. The first is a story that he told himself on Late Night with Seth Meyers. Yeah. He, so recent. Yeah. I don't know when it- I, don't I know mean, when Seth Meyers hasn't been around for ages. Isn't it still on the air? I don't know. I don't watch that. I think so. Yeah. I don't watch American it late night shows. Are you fucking kidding me? Anyway. If it's not last week tonight, I don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or the problem with Jon Stewart is also quite good. Ooh, okay. Apple TV Plus. <laughs> Apple TV Plus should send me a free subscription. Yeah. Fuck paying for that shit. <laughs> um, he owned a property in Colorado in a place called Woody Creek. Have yeah. you ever heard of Woody Creek? No. Okay. Cool. <laughs> His next door neighbor in Woody Creek. Woody Creek is, is it's in Colorado. It's a mix of like old school hippies and, ah. and but also there's a mix of like quite rich people. It's so close, it's like our Blue Mountains close kind to, of thing. Close to Aspen, right? Where, yeah. you know, uh, all that kind of stuff. So his next door neighbor is Hunter S. Thompson. Shut up. Who famously lived, had a compound at Woody Creek. Fuck. Right? Hunter and Johnson became good friends. Oh my God, he's living my dream. He tells the story on the Seth Myers about how one night he and Thompson were sitting around over at his house and there may have been some illegal substances. Yeah, may have been. It's Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. Hunter was complaining that he didn't have any money, that he's broke, right? Yeah. Hunter was always broke. Right? <laughs> and Johnson said to him, Johnson turns around and goes to him, well, I've got this commitment from CBS for 22 episodes. Let's come up with something. No. So him and Hunter S. Thompson 
brainstormed for a TV show for CBS. No. What yes. happened with it? The idea that they came up with was fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, okay. They probably took a bunch of acid and fucking came up with dog shit. But because he was in the room, Hunter would get royalty checks <laughs> from the show that ended up getting made and did actually write on an episode or two. Of? <laughs> Johnson took the, the idea and turned it into Nash Bridges. Oh, shit. So Hunter S. Thompson is credited on Nash Bridges That's for writing and got royalty checks. That's amazing. For he the rest, be of, angry his, at that for the rest of his life. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So Nash Bridges was another massive it show. Was a, it was a, a network hit Fuck back, yeah. in that, back in the day. I have seen it, but I don't remember it because I, I watched it when it was first released and I never made the effort to go back to it. He would have fucking loved that. Yeah. The second story. <laughs> yeah. Second story is that in 2002, he was stopped at the Swiss-German border. Yeah. In a black Mercedes with three other men, including a business manager. Okay. A financial advisor. In the car, they were carrying credits. Just for the audience, Kian's doing air quotes. <laughs> I, you can hear that, my air quotes. Yeah, you can't true. hear my air quotes. <laughs> yeah. He was carrying credit notes and securities worth $8 billion. Shut the fuck up. The story leaked to the media. <laughs> That he was being investigated for money laundering. Of course. But later, the LA Times, which is where I read the story, would reveal that the documents belonged to one of the other passengers and was actually part of a legitimate business deal. Okay. Okay, damn. But honestly, I love the idea of Don Johnson being undercover. Oh. <laughs> in Europe. Like Sonny, yes. Sonny Crockett is undercover in Europe. Yeah. That's where Sonny is now. He's going to Interpol. In, doing, doing money laundering cases. Yes, so I, I love that. that. I love that story, even though it's even though it is a false story. Yeah. And it did cause Don Johnson quite a bit of distress yeah. because there was all this shit. It went global, right? And then all Fuck. of a sudden Don Johnson's having to defend himself that he's not a fucking money launderer. All right, as if like his life didn't just become like... Oh, you're Don Johnson. Oh my God, come here. You're Don Johnson. So there is a lot of living the gimmick. Yeah. That happened on Miami Vice. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Philip Michael Thomas as Ricardo Tubbs. He fucking he's killed great too. It. Yeah, he's amazing. Oh my God. Like when I first saw him, I was like, oh, he's very like 80s style acting. You know what mm. I mean? Very like steely looks yep. but the more I watched it again I was just like this guy's fucking killing it yeah so he had started on stage in hair ah. right? and it had roles in movies from the early 70s but again Miami Vice was his big break he's also a singer he released uh, two albums while on Miami Vice and even performs one of his songs okay on uh, in a later episode in the first season like he performs his own song it's hilarious Fuck. in 2002 he would voice Lance Vance in GTA Vice City. Oh, shit. Where he is basically playing the drug dealer version of Tubbs looking for revenge for his dead brother that was killed in a deal. Oh, way to go, tough guy. Beat him to a pulp. That should make him real chatty. You want some too? Hey, chill. I want what you want, brother. Oh, yeah? And what's that? Your green and my dead brother's white lady. Unfortunately, you just silenced our lead. Accidents happen. Get lost. Hey, hey, whoa. No need to go all long range on my ass. The way I see it, we two hombres in a strange town. We need to watch each other's back. My back's just fine, brother. You sure about that? Yeah, take this. Follow me. Fuck yeah. He's great in it, too. So he's not nowhere near as famous as Don Johnson, though. 
He had less of a career afterwards. Ah, uh, right. He's been on TV shows. He's still he's still acting. He's still around. But I guess there just wasn't as many opportunities for yeah, him I as mean, Don Johnson. Yeah, white guy, black guy, white guy, in black the 80s, guy. Yeah, yeah. And and in a stranger side, in 1984, he invented the term EGOT. Shut up. Yep. Hectic. Yep. Designation for people who have won an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony Award. He said he would win all four within the next five years. <sighs> Rough. So far, he has not won an EGOT. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, well, he's still great in this. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So- Do they both stay throughout the whole show? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they both run all the way through. Wow, that is a good job for them. Don Johnson's also a musician. Is he? Yeah. He released an album in, I think it was 85 or 86. Yeah. I own his single, Heartbeat. Is it good? On vinyl. Everybody Very 80s. Yeah. It's good. I like it. Is it like, please don't leave this in where I can't fucking remember names. <laughs> I mean, I always leave it in. I don't know it, is it like Bruce Willis's album where it's like, yeah, okay, he's oh, good. No, no, no. no. But it's, it's like, not, I don't want to listen to it. It's not the return of Bruno. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. I mean, and that's not the only Miami Vice record I own. I also yeah. own a couple of the soundtracks. I assume that the bo- soundtracks just going by this episode. Yeah. The music is wild. Fucking banging. I'm not sure if it's the first TV show to use music like this, but it's definitely, definitely one of the kind of first shows where buying the soundtrack to the TV show was a big, it was a big deal yeah. because it was full of hits. Yeah. So let's talk our way through. Fuck yeah. Brothers Keeper. I'm so keen. Episode begins in New York City. It just starts. I was so jarred by it. <laughs> no time. Yeah. It's what we call a cold open yeah. in the beers or a teaser. Yeah. Yeah. The episode begins in New York City with Tubbs silently tailing and watching a sleazy guy in a nightclub. And already we- we're so stylized. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. We're, and later we'll find out that uh, this is the Colombian drug lord Esteban Colorone. The episode really holds off on letting us know that Tubbs is a cop for a long time. Yeah. yeah which I think is a good, it was a cool Fucking choice. Nice. Yeah. Um, I will say there's something about the style that they've used in this part of the eighties where it's very like Prince-esque where hyper-masculine has this touch of femininity. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's really, yeah. really sick. Like I am enough of, a, that's the whole style of this show, right? Yeah. I'm enough of a man that I can wear a white, a pure white <laughs> yes. suit and an aqua blue t-shirt, tight t-shirt. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because that's the, because that's the style. It's fucking great. And the way that they've made the main baddie, like not a fucking like imposing threat, mm. just this kind of like softer guy. Mm-hmm. Is really nice. Yeah. So, and then we follow up this scene with the iconic title sequence for Miami Vice with music by Jan Hammer.
is correct. Even the theme song of this show was a fucking hit. It charted. Really? A hit. Jan Hammer ended up releasing an album called Escape from Television that is like Fuck. this synth album that also has like tons of songs from Miami Vice on it, including Crockett's theme. Fuck which yeah. Which is, I love Crockett's theme. Crockett has a theme a theme song. Is that like when he comes into episodes, it's like it's, his stinger It's kind, kind of, of like him, him, yeah, it's his, it's, it's his song essentially, right? Yeah, that right. plays when he's being pensive. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, right? yeah, man. It's fucking great. And then in Miami, we meet Sonny. Yeah, that look. Pure white Versace suit, oh, aqua blue t-shirt. It's just amazing. So it, 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 I would rock that today. It brought like European fashion because that's very European. Uh, it brought European fashion to America and made it cool. Was that a thing already in like, was that Miami's style being put on a big stage? It's a little bit of taking what was already in Miami and amplifying it. I'm yeah, going to talk a little right. bit about Miami in a second okay. because Miami's an interesting place. Out of like, like out of all the big places in America, that's one one of the places that I really want to go that seems like really weird and cool. Yeah. People that I know that have gone there have said that it's incredibly fake. Really? <laughs> that it's Aww. all just a little fake. Yeah. But okay. it dep- I guess it depends on what you're into, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, <laughs> and probably how much money you've got. Yeah, true. Um, his partner, Eddie, Jimmy Smith's, Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot what part of the movie we were up to. TV show. Fucking another Dick Wolf fucking actor. Yeah, and YPD Blue. Yeah. uh, West Wing. uh, He's he's fucking amazing. He's in the fucking Star Wars movies. Yes. His wife is pregnant, which instantly means that he will be killed shortly. (laughs) So, yeah, so this is Miami Beach. They're They're out the front of that row of kind of Art Deco hotels that is famous on Miami Beach. Ah, right. It was actually pretty run down at this point. There weren't tourist spots, right? Yeah, right. And this part of Miami Beach was pretty run down. One of the show's legacies is that they made this part of Miami kind of hip and cool again. Fuck yeah. And they would often, as part of the show, repaint and fix up places so that they could look better on screen. Really? They did, and they would leave that behind. So they must have had a fucking budget for oh, this yeah. show. It's network television in the. I mean, also things are cheaper back then, right? Uh, but right, it's, right, network, right. it's network television in the 80s. It's a big hit on CBS. On CBS. Yeah, it's a okay. massive hit. Straight away. And of course, the crazy thing about this show is that it's shot in Miami. It's about the drug war, and it's during the cocaine cowboys <laughs> yes. era. Yes. So they are surrounded by the real people. The real drug dealers, so the real you can imagine transport guys. You can imagine that they're fucking actually like spending they're their fucking, nights with fucking these guys in it, man. <laughs> but I and, love it, and the drug dealers fucking love it. They think it's like the of even though Sonny is a cop, right? Because yeah. it glamorizes. Oh, I'm there. hanging with fucking Miami Vice over here, right? Yeah, and the violence in Miami at this point is like fucking out of control. Like Hectic. the drug war is insane. Hectic. It's it's wild. So Eddie, of course, ends up getting just blown up on a deal that him and Sonny are working. Yeah, Sonny spots the bomb before it goes off. Of course, Sonny's boss shows up. Lewis Gregory Sierra. He'd only last four episodes before he was killed off himself <laughs> and replaced. By Edward James Olmos. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. I love that man so, so much. So do I, and he's great in my Holy fuck, as well. I never knew he was in this show. Yeah. Strangely, for a pilot, the rest of the cast of this show that will run through the rest of the seasons is pretty much in place. Even the wisecracking cops? They're yes. like dumber cops? There's like, they actually, they're entire episodes that are about them. Oh my God. Amazing. As the show goes, as the show goes on, because they want to give Don Johnson, Philip, Michael Thomas time off. PNT. So there's episodes that <laughs> we meet Gina, Trudy, Stan and Zito. So the moment that like the wisecracking cops first have their like little look at each other as he's walking over to like the, the lieutenants walking over to meet Don Johnson. Mm. I was just like, 
this is the fucking best. Like it just dawned on me that this is not just another cop show. This is a fucking cop movie. They, those two guys tend to be the comedy relief. Yeah, right. Right. I mean, the show is funny pretty much the whole run. It, it does have a change to a darker tone in its later seasons. Yeah. But those two cops are kind of like the, even they lean into them being comedic as it goes, yeah. as it goes on. Never over the top because the show always has like this kind of like realistic hard edge to it. Right. But it's they balance but they do, so well. Yeah. It's balanced so well. Now that you fucking bring my attention to it. Well, because there's some ridiculous shit in there. There is. But it's, it's, it's ridiculous with this like layer of realism and the aesthetic that's piled on top of it. The aesthetic, makes it, exactly. Makes everything feel part of a piece as opposed to it feeling tonally inconsistent. It's so stylized. So if you do have big moments of like uh, com- comedy, uh, comedic relief, then it wouldn't, it would jar with the style. Yeah. Yeah. So Sonny has a thing with Gina and we find out that he's a bit of a deadbeat dad in the middle of a divorce because he shows up late to his kid's birthday party. Oh, yeah. Can I just say, like, throughout this, this is a masterclass in tropes. Oh, yeah. And the show deals- Does in, not steer away from the them The show deals all. completely in tropes. Yeah, it doesn't steer away from them, steers straight into them and uses them perfectly. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> yeah. So, he sh- yeah, shows up to his kid's birthday party drunk and still wearing the suit that is- that is, he was wearing when his friend got blown up. Yeah. Fuck, man. It's covered like, in like, he's covered, he's hugging his kid and his suit is like covered in like soot ash. and ash from the explosion. I know. His ex-wife doesn't even ask at all. <laughs> and just like, thanks for finally rocking up. They talk afterwards and his wife thinks that their marriage is on the rocks because he's a player that gets high on the action. It's not the job. Oh, sure. It's got a lot to do with it. Seeing you shot that time. You're drinking. And I've been doing a lot of thinking about it. Actually, I think You know, it's funny, but in a lot of ways, you and your vice cop buddies were just the flip side of the same coin from these dealers you're always masquerading around with. You're all players, Sonny. You get high on the action. Yeah. Which is fucking true. Yeah, so true. And high on other things off off camera. (laughs) Yeah. Allegedly. We can guess. We can guess. <laughs> there is a book about the making of this TV show that I wanted to buy and read, but yeah. because we, this was a, like a last minute zig. Can I just say, I we, could do, we could do a one heat minute on this whole fucking show. I have thought about. When I was <laughs> on my list of like things I could do, I would be happy to do a podcast about doing a Miami Vice recap show is on the list. It's only 113 episodes. I'd be fucking down. It's so, if it stays this good. Sonny ends up leaning on a, a drug dealer that also thinks that Sonny is a drug dealer. Take your face later, Leon. We're going to do a lap around the block together. Well, look, maybe some other time, Burnett. I'm a little hungry right now. But... Why put off what you can do today? Drive. Who knows that he is a cop and who knows that he is not a cop is something that will never, ever make sense in the whole yeah. run of this show. Yeah. Because he just, sometimes he acts like a, clearly acts like a cop and sometimes he's under, he's undercover. So this is uh, Mike Kelty Williamson. He shows up in tons of stuff. He's in The Delta Force with Chuck Norris. Oh, yeah. He is Bubba in Forrest Gump. Shut the fuck up. Yep, as in Bubba Gump Shrimp Co. Shut the fuck up. Whoa, you just broke my brain a little bit. Yeah, I know, I can see it. Okay. He's also in Con Air. He's in a bunch of stuff. He's one of the prisoners in Con Air. Shut the fuck up. Is that Bubba Gump in in Con Air? Yes. Wow. Tubbs comes to Miami. Tubbs is having a good time. Yeah. The strip club. 
Him dancing oh, in the strip club. That is the second best scene in the whole show. He's like, it's just a strip club on like a regular, you know, like Tuesday afternoon with all the local patrons are just, are just <laughs> the song watching choice. the show and he is just dancing. What song is that? Oh, I didn't write down. Oh, it's, it so, it's just perfect for the scene because it's kind of weird. Yeah. And he's just mouthing the whole entire song straight to the camera in between a pair of legs. It's fucking brilliant. His Jamaican accent. This guy you've been looking for. What do you want with him? His name is Calderon. You know him? Do you? It's a friend of a friend. He used to supply a certain uh, merchandise to a friend who supplied me. Take your bar jive back to Brooklyn, Rastas. You're out of your league. Hey, listen, ma. I can handle four times the way that my friend could. I got 200 grand in my shavings kit alone and unlimited resources in New York City. Oh, so bad. So it's something he does a lot through the run of the show. <laughs> run of the show. <laughs> okay. And it's not, it never gets better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A guy named Scott comes in and talks to a the waitress, the concierge lady. Yeah. And he ends up uh, talking to talking to Tubbs um, to make a deal to make a deal with him. And then in a hotel room with Tubbs, we get a flashback of a deal going bad, and we see yeah. his partner being killed with a shotgun with the guy that he was chasing in the open. Yeah. And we don't know the circumstances of that yet. Can I ask, just because there's been a couple of shots by this point that are very, and I know I always come back to it, so please don't ridicule me too much. Oh, I will. Um, that are very, grainy. it might just be the time. No, not grainy. There is some grainy stuff. There are, there are. Um, but again, I've learned just, my lesson. Again, that's just low light. Yeah. Yeah. Almost stylistically like the Warriors, the way they're shooting. And it might just be the time. I think it's just the time. Like shooting through people into a scene and stuff like that. There's like a lot of people going on in the scene where we're still focusing on our character. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it was just a feeling I had. We need to do the Warriors so that you can get this out of your system. I really, oh my God, that would be amazing. Yeah. I need an excuse to make Ellie sit down and watch the Warriors too. We should, you know what we should do? <laughs> have Ellie on for that pod. have the Ellie on for the Warriors. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> schemes, coming up with schemes mid pod. <laughs> Don't tell her. It's not no, like she, she won't know. <laughs> Hi, Ellie. At the Port of Miami. In a speedboat, big mood and lens flares as as Sunny is traveling, like so fucking cool. The fucking the lights and the like, not the actual lighting, but the way they use lights in shots. Yeah, the, the flares, yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah it's all, flares. It's, it's yeah. lens flares. It's but all like even just the actual flares. physical lights that are in the shot. Yeah, well, like, the, the practical light, practical yeah. lighting is causing flaring on the lens. Yeah, it's, it's so great. fucking it's good. Yeah, him him on a speedboat at night in Miami. There's just there's like, only one sequence or scene that really I think stylistically and visually tops this one. I reckon. I know which one you're talking yeah. about. We'll get to it. Sunny and Tubbs finally cross paths for the deal. We're like 35 minutes in at this point. This aired as a TV movie for like two, like a two hour in a two hour block for the premiere. Right. And, and would it have aired like at a, like good time for yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. to watch it? Yeah, absolutely. It would have right. been a big deal. It would have been like promoted. Right. This is the part where I'll try to find an ad from when it first aired and cut in here. Miami Vice takes you to a whole new level of obsession. The new action. Military madness. Begins tomorrow. It's coming. And then, I didn't realize they did this at back on TV back in the day. That's how TV shows used to launch. Really? TV shows would launch with a two hour premiere. That's such right? a strong way to launch. Which is usually just the first and second episodes banged together. But sometimes it was a, like a two part one yeah, yeah, story, yeah. which is what this is. 
when this show was rerun, it was cut into two episodes, mm. which makes the numbering of the first season really screwy. Because yeah. some people just call this episode one and some people call this episode one and two, which fucks up every number after this. Yeah. It is a bit of a pain, but still fucking, I, I don't reckon they should have cut it because like, well, for, this in for, two re, parts. for rerunning. Yeah, for, right. Okay, for okay, reruns, okay. right? So when it originally aired, it was the full thing. It aired as a two-hour block. Mad. With commercials. Mad. Yeah, because it runs an hour 35. Yeah. It's Sonny, Leon, Scott, and Tubbs making a deal. Everybody gets busted. The guy that brought Tubbs, Scott, is DA. Yeah. <laughs> Tubbs steals Sonny's boat. And we get a chase, and it's great. Sonny goes up on two wheels, and then it's just like- What was the point of that? I don't know. Yeah, okay. I think maybe it could be a failed stunt. Uh, And they left it in because it's it's something. something, Right. I thought it was him trying to get around another car. Well, it is. It is. And then he goes up very briefly on two wheels. Yeah. But he does cause a lot of like, he just drives through red lights. and He does the whole um, truck like being cut off and then the barrels spilling off. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good fun. Sonny loses him. But he cuts her head. Yeah. And ends up jumping onto the boat from a bridge. That crane shot, how gorgeous is that crane so shot? So fucking beautiful. So it starts up high with the crane with the bridge in the foreground, with yeah. the with the speedboat coming, and it cranes down to reveal Sonny standing on the bridge. And I mean then he jumps down. That's such even like we spoke about tropes, but that's like a like a craft trope in shows yeah. like this now. Yeah, totally. He ends up arresting Tubbs, but Tubbs is a cop. Freeze it! Miami, vice. Congratulations, pal. New York. Yeah. From New York. We get back on the bridge. And again, this is just a gorgeous use of like location and lighting. They're standing in the middle of this, this bridge that goes over like a canal. Yeah. Almost silhouetted. They're like halo lighted yeah. with like the mist everywhere. Yeah, lots of backlighting. Yeah. So much backlighting. Yeah. In this. So much hair lighting in this. So good. Yeah. In the, through the fucking jerry curls. <laughs> yeah. Sonny's pissed off because he's been working on this deal for two weeks and three quarters of the deal were cops. <laughs> I laugh. Two weeks. Two weeks of legwork I put in on this bust, and three-fourths of the dealers turn out to be cops. Me, Scotty Wheeler, and uh, Dr. Voodoo here putting in a surprise guest appearance direct from Fun City. Rocket. Not what? to mention Heckle and Jekyll jumping the gun by a good five minutes. Is that what you mean by team playing, Lou? What I'm trying to tell you is there was a You know, a my badge the- says Miami, Lou, but lately it's been looking a lot like Disney World. Shut up, Crockett. And I'll explain. I love indignant Sonny. Yeah. Don Johnson is fucking great when he's incredulous. <laughs> of course, they don't like each other to begin with. Yeah, of course. All right, all right I need to ask, where is like shows like uh, um, Tango and Cash at this point? Like where are we? So in Tango the- and Cash doesn't come out. It doesn't exist yet. So there's that, no like two a renegades. Movie. That's a yeah. yeah, no, no, no. But there's no like two renegades We're together. pretty close to the first lethal weapon. Okay. But, but even that, a, that's the renegade and the straight man. Uh, yeah, and also that is making fun of the trope already. Yeah. He's using the trope to make fun of the trope. The two yeah. cops that don't like each other that have to work together. Yeah. Like that's existed forever. Like okay, that's existed, okay. Yeah. But yeah, but we haven't seen the two renegades together, which is what they are. Yeah, it's, I guess it's different because they're working vice and they're under and they're undercover, right? Yeah, okay. So there's that. They, they exist. They work in this like such a gray area. Yeah. Turns out that they're chasing the same... Uh, White powder whale. <laughs> and then the next day, 
at Sonny's house. He lives on a boat, of course. He lives on a boat. Yes. Tubbs shows up and Tubbs and Sonny get into it again. They even trade punches with each other. They do. I I love that as a bonding thing where it's like, I don't want to let you handle that bad karma to get uh, all alone. Yeah, it's great. Such a good line. It's good. And then uh, Sonny sends Tubbs down into the into the boat. This was and an Tubbs, insane choice. Tubbs meets Sonny's guard dog, former University of Florida mascot Elvis. He's an alligator. Wouldn't happen to have any uh, ice on this bucket, would you? Yeah. Down below. Help yourself. Hey! 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 Uh, it! Hey! Uh. Officer Tubbs. Say hi to Elvis, former mascot of University of Florida football Gators. Currently, he's a watchdog and resident dope sniffer of the St. Vitus Dance. He got benched his senior year for taking a little chomp out of the Georgia Free Safety. That it was a fucking insane choice. Tub says, hey, hey, uh, hey, hey, call him off, man. I, I don't even like alligator shoes. Hey, 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 don't talk like that, man. You're going to hurt his feelings. Don't mind him, Elvis. He's from New York. He ticks. Oh, the Captain Hook thing. Brilliant. He's ticking. Alarm clock. Some frat punks pulled a Captain Hook on him. And he ate a flight bag full of LSD on a Key West lab bus last Thursday. Been a little freaked out ever since. But all in all, I feel he's in a much better environment. Takes a licking and keeps on ticking. <laughs> Takes a licking and keeps on ticking. What a <laughs> it's fucking so insane. What a fucking scene. Don jo- you see the other side of Don Johnson in this. Like Don Johnson, like mischievous, is yeah. also like fucking a great time. Yeah. I like him pissed off and I like him mischievous. It's so good. He's having a great time. Uh, Sonny ends up leaving him to feed Elvis. <laughs> As the show goes on, Elvis shows up a little less often. Yeah, I would think so. And sometimes he's just entirely rubber. <laughs> sometimes it's just a rubber alligator. I love that. Because of how much a deal it was to put to get an alligator onto that fucking boat to begin with. But like this is the thing, it adds nothing. Like besides a it, little bit it, of fun. That's not true. It tells you so much about Sonny. Oh, this scene. I mean, him living living on a boat almost does that. And he though. has a pet alligator. Yeah, he's a he's. Yeah, you're right. He's not just the typical renegade cop. He's a little bit. Think of the things crazy. that we have already learned about him. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's divorced. He lives on a boat with a pet alligator. Yeah, it's that step further than every other like renegade cop that you've seen yeah. on a show. Elvis eventually would get written off the show in the second season. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Leon gets arraigned. I love the lights go out due to a power outage. Yeah. Due to, due to the heat. Now, is this a racism joke? I don't think it's a racism joke. I Or is it you, like what a- What do you mean? Because like everyone pulls the gun and they talk about, oh, it's great that we all have a gun, right? But then there's the one woman who keeps the gun on, on the one black guy in the scene. I think it's just because- no, I don't think that that's okay. about that. Good. But yeah. Because, like, I mean, like, it would have played as a joke, like, self-parody of, like, Florida and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think it's more of a, is it more of a, oh, Florida, everyone has guns. I think it's joke. everybody's crazy and has guns. Right, yeah. right, okay. So, basically, there's a brownout. The power goes out. I love that the second the power starts to go out, Sonny and Scott yeah, duck. They because duck. Because this shit has gone down before. The expectation, I think, is that is that it's Somebody's somebody coming kill in him. To, to, will kill him or... or or rescue him. Right. So everybody pulls their guns. Ah. Or he's going to escape. 
or the expectation is the expectation is is that that there's going to be shooting because the lights went out and maybe he'll escape. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's clearly a cartoony thing that they've introduced, right? Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of cartoony shit yeah, in the cool. show, yeah. The judge ends up releasing Leon after saying publicly in court that he's a snitch and working with the government. Mr. Jefferson, as per recommendation of the state attorney's office and in consideration of your investigative cooperation with that office, what is I'm going to hereby wave all I don't know what he's talking about. And uh, release you're you on your own recognizance. This man's going to get me killed talking to this Whose side are you on anyway? Your Honor, just get out of my face. I advise you to merely accept your blessings, Mr. Jefferson. I didn't want to over on nobody. I said put a lid on it. You're not listening to me. I said put a lid on it, sir, or I will personally. I need help. Hey, you're not listening to me. You're not listening. I mean, who doesn't love a bit of corruption when it works in the it's, good guy's favor? It's Sonny's play <laughs> yeah. to get Leon to uh, want to go into witness protection and turn. Yeah. I'm going to put this man's life in danger. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, effectively get this man killed. Yeah. And of course he just <laughs> calls to turn himself yeah. in. Cindy Lauper, girls, just want to have fun. Yeah. Which I love that song. I mean, great song choice for this as well. As Leon is waiting at the beach. Leon gets assassinated by a woman who like you can tell they've done a pretty good job. Yep. But you can tell just it's a There's dude. something off. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. You're just going to do it. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, like I mean, we can cut it and yeah, talk around it. It's a man. No, yeah. it's a man. Yeah. But there's something off with him. Tubbs. And they do the whole like silencer trope where it's like, oh, no one can hear it because there's a silencer. <laughs> Tubbs offers an olive branch to Sonny. They need each other. They go to Leon's place. And Sonny bluffs a warrant. Yeah. It's a receipt. Yeah. Can I just say as well, I only just realized in the scene before that uh, he's calling Sonny Crockett. Yeah. I thought he was calling him Cracker the whole time up until this point. That's such a brody move. I know. I know. It's his his last name, Sonny Crockett. Yeah. It only just dawned on me. Anyway, sorry. I love it. And the, the landlord is just like, oh, you guys go ahead. Here's the key. Yeah, I've got yeah. to deal with shit. Yeah. Sonny's been making football references and Tubbs puts it together. In football, we call this a fourth down passing situation. James Sonny Crockett. Very good, Tubbs. Next week, we'll work on your name. University of uh, uh, Florida. All-American wide receiver number 88. Am I right or what? Well, that was a long time ago. You know, not that Vice isn't the most glamorous gig in the world, Crockett. But what happened, huh? I mean, you must have had half the scouts in the NFL on your tail. Traded all in on two years in the Southeast Asian Conference. Now? No, Coney Island. I love how they introduce this, because they, they sprinkle in little bits. He's been making football references yeah. the whole time. Yeah, and, and the lieutenant mentions something about his football days. like yeah, And yeah. like you're like, oh, everyone played football as a kid. You don't assume anything. Yeah. And then when he's like, oh, shit, you're a fucking, you're a big player. Yeah. Yeah. But but his career got derailed because he went to Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder he's so, he's so adult and manly. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That's why he has five o'clock shadow, Kian. Yeah. Well, you know, and also because it's hot. (laughs) Uh, Tubbs thinks that there's a leak in Sonny's department and Sonny ends up asking Gina for a favor. He trades her dinner for her running a check on Tubbs and drumming off some film at the lab for him. The Colombian guys reach out to Tubbs because he still has the money and the drugs from the deal Mm. that that ended up being a bust. So he's the connect into Calderon. Yeah. His contact that they meet, Trini, Trini DeSoto. Yeah. 
He's Martin, Martin Ferreira. He is amazing. We saw him in Night Riders. He's the sleazy agent in Night Riders. We did see him in Night Riders. Holy and, fuck. And as I mentioned in that episode, he's Gennaro, the guy that gets hit off the toilet in Jurassic Park. Yeah, he by is. the T-Rex. He's so fucking good. Yeah. He plays such a sleazy dude so well. So yeah, here he's playing Trini, as we'll find out, a cross-dressing assassin. Mm-hmm. But as the show goes on, he's a regular on the show, despite what happens to him How? in this episode, playing a completely different character. I love that. Izzy Moreno, who's an informant that. that they go to all the time. I love that. <laughs> Fuck yes. So I think that they, he was good on the show and they just recut. And that is something that's not really uncommon back then is yeah. sometimes actors would come back in completely different roles. I've never really had a problem with that. I don't either. Yeah. But yeah. Cruising in Sonny's Ferrari. Tubbs has been doing some local research. He wonders if Sonny's boss, Lou, is the leak. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was him for a while now as well. That's such a red herring. Yeah. Yeah. I such fell a, for the red herring. Such so an hard. obvious red herring. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I know who is in the cast of the show, but if you introduce if you introduce somebody who is a cop that is like an old, uh, old friend of Sonny's from somewhere, either they're corrupt or they die by the end of the episode. Yeah, that's a good point. See, I just didn't realise, first of all, when I saw him at dinner, I didn't connect that he was a cop immediately. It took seeing him again to go, oh, fuck, he's in the biz as well. Yeah. They meet that night at a club, bringing Gina and Trudy with them as backup, and they talk with Trini about making a deal for a real weight. What kind of weight are we talking about, Daddy? I can have 10 million US at my disposal by noon tomorrow. 40 grand a key. You figure it out. I'm not making any promises, but you have arrived at a very opportunistic time. Tell me about this killer boat of yours, Burnett. 39 feet, all engine. Can handle a good 80 keys and still outrun anything that the Coast Guard's got. In that case, you might want to have a second one of the same on call. If you hear from us at all, it'll be sometime tomorrow. We'll be at the boat number, day or night. They thought Calderon would be there, and it turns out he was. He cheers them from across the room. Yeah. Tubbs crosses the club. Oh, I love this. As the band is playing all night long. Oh, there's just something about his face. And it's like, it's, it's so intense. with flashes of the, yeah. of the murder, and he ends up shaking Calderon's hand and tells him he looks forward to doing business with him. So at that point, Calderon knows, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's all a setup. As Tubbs leaves with Trudy, Sonny- Well, the girls come back from the bathroom giggling about how- About how it's- The wall is filled up with like- People doing coke. Yeah, just snorting shit. I guess that's why they call it the powder. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, that's kind of how I picture Miami in the 80s. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, this club is I mean, that's kind of how I picture the 80s. So this, this club is- Clearly based on places like you know the Mutiny, which was a which was a famous Miami nightclub, which is uh, open at this point. The eighties lent into coke. So have hard. you seen Cocaine Cowboys? No, I haven't. Oh, you need to watch Cocaine Cowboys. Okay, okay. So I just had made the assumption that you had been part of that cultural moment because no, that, never. Okay, so there's a documentary called Cocaine Cowboys, which is about the Miami drug trade in the nineteen eighties, and I, it is 
it involves interviews with people who are really part of the trade telling their story, telling their Fuck stories. Yeah. And it is fucking wild. Like there's two versions of it. There's cocaine cowboys and cocaine cowboys reloaded. I recommend watching both of them because they're almost like okay. different documentaries. Cause like I've definitely heard it referenced a lot. Yeah. Cocaine cowboys. And so it's a big dog. Griselda Blanco. Who's okay. the, the godmother of cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's incredible. Miami is a major transportation center and is easily reached by all forms of travel. The Latin American influence has given Miami a unique flavor. In the 70s, when I first came down here, everybody was smuggling pot in. The Colombians realized they had a gold mine here. Everybody that before was doing these pot things was now into doing cocaine. The Colombians threw a number at us. $3,000 a kilo. In their first trip, we got paid $1.2 million. Popularity, it began to shoot up. I had never seen so much cocaine in my entire life. I had lawyers, I had doctors. Somebody that could afford what it cost. About 800 an ounce. I had met a stewardess, and she would go from here to San Francisco, selling to the Oakland Raiders, the Grateful Dead. I got the whole front line of the Pittsburgh Steelers in my house. It was everywhere. Clubs, restaurants, it was just everywhere. They made far more money, the Colombians, in a far shorter time than the Mafia ever dreamed. The Federal Reserve Bank in Miami generated a surplus of $5 billion, more money than all of the other Federal Reserve combined. Cocaine deaths in Dade County have now jumped to about two a week. Shotguns, Uzi, handguns. It was the beginning of a war. Isela Blanco was the godmother of the cocaine trade. One mean lady. She likes us to cut people up in little pieces, put them in a small box with a little bow on top. She says, that's the way I do my thing. You have five people killed here, three people killed here. Mass murder. Miami was the most dangerous place on earth. They call them the cocaine cowboys. They call them the cocaine cowboys. Cocaine cowboys. This is why Miami is for you. If you watch that documentary, it is the same time. It's the right, same time frame right. that this show is happening. They talk about Miami Vice in that documentary. Hectic. Okay. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. All right. I'm yeah. going to watch this other. So as Tubbs leaves with Trudy, Sonny calls him Tubbs and Gina's confused. She thought his name was Prentice, which is his cover name. Yeah. She ran a check on Raphael Tubbs earlier for Sonny and he's dead. I did not see this coming. Really? I, nah, not at all. I was just like- I thought there was something off about like, because the way he comes across it, I was like, oh, okay, he's either s corrupt or something, but I knew he wasn't because I knew like he continues on the show of yeah. Miami Vice, but I knew there was something not there, but I didn't think he, because he, oh, <laughs> it just dawned on me why he's continued to be called Tubbs. Well, yeah. Because he's a Tubbs. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Brody moment. Such a Brody moment. Yeah. Back at Sonny's yacht, he can't raise Tubbs on the phone because it's the only way to talk to him. Yeah. 1984. Him and Gina talk and Don Johnson's like, I'm too old for this shit. Oh my it's God. Great. I was like, quick, duck, he's going to die. He's all, he's all like, what is me? <laughs> I love this is this she asks him if he ever get, forgets who he is. Yeah. And he laughs. You ever forget who you are? <laughs> forget who I am? <laughs> Darling, sometimes I remember who I am. 
Don Johnson living the gimmick. So fucking tropey. Oh, yes. Like he's, and that's the thing about Miami Vice. And that's what happens in the 2006 Miami Vice movie. It's like, how deep are you willing to go? Yeah. Like, how entangled are you willing to go? And it, yeah. once you get entangled, are you willing to make the right choice or hang on to those entanglements? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fuck, that's mad. Yeah. The 2006 movie is loved and hated in equal measure. Why is it hated? Because it's it's a little... It's super tropey. It's, uh, it's People hate tro- tropes. It's not, I don't know tropey is the right thing. It is, it's not not tropey, but it's it's very, um, for starters, there's almost, Miami Vice, the movie, opens with like no exposition. You are just in it. Right. Right. And then it, it actually adapts a, an episode of the show from later on okay. into the movie or uses it as the basis of the movie. Yeah. And it doesn't give you a lot of explanation. There's no introduction of characters. It's just sure, sure, sure. on, right? And it is very, it is stylized, but stylized in a different way, in a way that makes sense for Miami in, 19, in 2006. Sure. It's a lot less neon, right? It's not, Damn. It's, right? But it's still great. It's still great. Yeah. And it's shot on early digital cameras so it's grainy video okay. a lot of it like it has this like fucking feel to it I feel like and I've seen it Michael but I can't Mann's Michael anything. Mann's thing is that he and he did this through the run of Miami Vice he takes real stories and then he talks to the real people that were there and then he gets those people involved in the making of the thing Mad. and Miami Vice was a big production with a lot of egos Colin Farrell hasn't gone to rehab yet like it's it's like fucking it's so the production is wild, right? The production's yeah. a little bit out of control, a little bit out of control. And then the movie that comes out is just, it's not as easily accessible as you would think. Right. Movies, right. And you're either like down, you either click with the vibe real quick or yeah. you're like, nah. see what I was going to say is like this scene as well is like the definition of not the definition, but a good example of, a trope done really, really well, a mm. trope done perfectly. Like the whole them getting together in this moment. Yeah. Well, their relationship actually doesn't last very long in the show. Yeah. Well, is- it shouldn't because like on a show that continues, there would be hard to juggle this. Yeah. So she ends up staying the night, rise and shine in the morning. Tub shows up in the boat and Gina's gone. Elvis hisses at him. Elvis is rubber the entire scene. I thought there's a couple scenes where you're like, is he there? If you or- see an actor that close to Elvis. Elvis is rubber. But what about when he's doing the tapes later and he moves? It's rubber until it isn't. Ah, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Sonny pulls a flare gun on him, which is yeah, like, that's, that's wild. He sticks it into his chest. That's so dope. He wants answers. This here's a flare gun, sucker. So unless you want your entire intestinal track lit up like Cape Canaveral, you've got exactly 10 seconds to tell me who you are. You crazy, man. What are you doing? Eight seconds. What are you talking about, man? You know who I am. Raphael Tubbs died three weeks ago in that New York shootout with Calderon. Four seconds. Who are you, man? His brother. I'm his brother, Crockett! He is Raphael's brother, Ricardo Tubbs. <laughs> He's a street cop, armed robbery, not vice, so not a detective. Yeah. And he forged all of the paperwork that allowed him to come to Miami. As if that's possible, eh? In the 80s, yeah. Maybe, yeah. But nobody makes a phone call to New York to check. <laughs> yeah. No one asks where Ricardo's gone after his brother's death. Sonny's pissed. Tubbs is 
screwing his case on a personal vendetta. And, but Sonny can't do this without Tubbs because Tubbs has got the connect. And then, of course, the bat phone rings and yeah. it's the drug dealers. And they're like, can we speak to Tubbs, please? So many times when he's doing the accent, I, I feel like he drops the accent while he's talking. Yeah, it's not consistent. Yeah, but I'm like, oh, but maybe the way he says that, it could be inconsistent. Who knows? Sonny lets Lou in on the plan for the deal tonight. And then they play the red herring of Lou being the leak. Yeah. Sonny asked him about some money. This scene is exactly when I was like, so it's not the lieutenant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Expecting you to want to talk about what Don Johnson is wearing. I can't remember what he's wearing in this scene. The black sheer shirt. <laughs> it's not, it's not mesh, but it is see-through. <laughs> no, I could, I didn't even notice it. Somebody later tells him that his shirt is a little, is a little fruity. No. Oh yes. Right. He's wearing, he's the shirt. It is very tight. T- and it's sheer. You yeah. can see through it. <laughs> I didn't realize you could see through you it. You can see through it. Fuck. Sonny fucked up though. He whispered his ex-wife's name to Gina while he was in his sleep last night. Oh, yeah, boy, you fucked it. No. Oh, he fucked that. So bad. So bad. And yeah, Tubbs is- I feel bad for Gina. Justice for Gina. Yeah. Tubbs is keeping himself entertained, chatting with Elvis about how bad Sonny's taste in music is. Yeah, also, that's a a strong look, man. Has a a case. There's a case full of cassette tapes. I know. I was just like- Hey, Elvis, you ain't nothing but an alligator. I just crying all the time. You ain't never caught a rabbit and you ain't no friend of mine. <laughs> Waylon Jennings, George Jones, Jimmy Buffett, Dickie Betts, Waylon Jennings. Hey Elvis, where does Quacker get his music? Sears and Robot catalog? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering what he was looking at sitting on the boat. I was like, what the fuck is that? Then we opened it. It's a wooden it. case full of cassette tapes. I had to like search my memory for like some trip that I went on as a family where like I've seen something like that. That yeah. is so foreign to me. And like I said, yes, it's a mix of rubber gator and the real, and the real one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fucking clean cut. When it's the rubber gator, you can tell because it's, it's obviously like solid, right? And it's yeah. stuck in a pose and its feet aren't actually making contact with the boat ah. because of the way that its feet is positioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, yeah. So it's, yeah. So you can tell. I was sitting there in that scene going, surely they don't have him sitting next to an alligator that close. And I was like, starting to look at it, I was like, are they using like like a wide angle lens? Split to like, screen or something? Yeah. yeah. No. The phone rings and the plan has changed. He needs to meet somebody in 40 minutes. Sonny at the station is briefing everybody and we see that he's put a rose into Gina's pigeonhole as an apology. Mm. Then as the meeting breaks up in a way that is not entirely clear to me, figures out that Scott, the DEA guy is the leak. Yeah. So uh, I think it's got to do with the photos. He got blown up and then he and looks the at the phone number. Yeah. But I don't know where those phone numbers came from. From the, from the book that they found in the dude's apartment. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. But okay. I don't know what a reverse trace is. You know what I mean? Did everyone have their numbers associated with a name back in the day? Yeah. That's how phone books work. Oh uh, yeah. I suppose they would. <laughs> right. But also in this scene, did, did you catch the dude who passed him the note about like the change of plans? Yeah. He's obviously like being told by the director to like change things a thousand times. Cause he's in and out as soon as possible. Yeah. It's real quick. Yeah. He's so awkward in the scene. 
Don Johnson figures out that Trini probably knows that Tubbs is a cop. Yeah. Tubbs is walking in a rough part of town being followed by a woman. And yeah, it's Trini. Sonny saves the day arriving just in time, but Tubbs ends up killing Trini. Yeah. And then Sonny drives to Scott's house to confront him. Yeah. With, where, like with his kid in a wheelchair and fucking when I saw the kid, kid in the wheelchair, like, wow, man, man like, fucking hell. A bit thick, but he shows him the evidence and then takes him outside away from his family. Yeah. Who are mag- magically on the lawn at the end of this scene. Well, they come outside. There's a commotion. All the, every fucking cop in my house shows up. True. Scott needed the money to pay for his mortgage and his kids. Oh my bills. God. It's so low. Yeah. So low. Sonny pushes him for the real location of the deal as a lot of other cops arrive. Um, and Sonny's heartbroken by the, betra- by the betrayal because he's known Scott. Him and Scott were in arm together. Oh, were they? I missed yeah, that. That's what he says. I think that Scott saved Sonny's life in Nam. Took a bullet for you. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then we get to the good stuff. Hold on. Yes. Would you would you betray the force for 70K? Not for that much money. Yeah, no way. That's so low. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I betray the force, but give me a good number. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to have a million in it. Yeah, a couple. Yeah. yeah. And then we get to the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. We get to the stuff that is like, that defines Miami Vice. Right? Oh so my God. We hear the very first few notes of In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. Oh, and I didn't know it was In the Air Tonight. Like, oh my God, I just started the scene. Oh, sorry, this whole <laughs> scene is starts so me, strong. Let me talk through it. Okay, okay, and, then, okay. and then you can gush. So yeah, we get this fucking amazing hard mount camera <sighs> on the angle on the Ferrari. You just don't see shots like that anymore. We literally, the front headlight is in frame and we're looking down the whole side yeah. of the car as this like propul- propulsive synthy music is hap- is happening. The lighting on them is like they're fucking carved in stone. Yeah, and it doesn't rush it. It doesn't keep cutting. It just holds shots so that you can feel Sonny's kind of upset at the betrayal. It's so perfect. And there's no live sound. You can't hear the car, you can't mm. hear the engine. It's just the song until Tubbs cracks open a shotgun and starts loading it and you hear that. Time we got 25 minutes. Yeah, it's so fucking good. It's just great. It's crisp. Yeah. And then they pull over so that Sonny can call home at a very improbable phone booth. That yeah. phone booth is like place. Oh, but even that place. phone booth where there's just this sign, you can't see the pole or anything and it's in neon yeah, yeah, you, yeah. and it's just over this telephone booth in the middle of nowhere. And it's just, the, oh. He's just been betrayed by his best friend from now. Oh. He stops and he calls his wife and asks her... Holy shit, dude. Go to therapy. (laughs) 
Fucking hell, though. Summon. This is where this becomes not just a TV movie. Yeah. This is where this becomes a fucking film. Some men will go to Miami Vice instead of going to therapy. Oh. And then we go back to the driving shots as the drums of In the Air tonight kick Oh, in. it fucking hits. So they commandeer a boat that is going and then go to the meet. And then at the meet, lots of Uzis. So I'm many sorry, Uzis. No, I'm okay, sorry. Yep, no, we need continue. to dwell. The, sure. the, the lights going down the hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We oh, get a, like a hood shot and yes. we get a POV shot. And like oh, the yeah, colors, the colors. If you are a fucking student of film, go and just watch this fucking scene. Oh, if you don't want gorgeous. to watch the rest of the movie, I mean, watch the rest of the fucking movie, but just watch this scene. Yeah, it's a good time. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. And the, the thing is, is that that is the whole show. And that's one of the reasons the show is iconic, right? Because you didn't see that in television. No. If you did, you didn't see it very often in, tele in television. That matching of imagery and music in a cinematic way doesn't really happen in and television. And it stays this strong for at least a couple of seasons? Yeah, yeah. Fuck. It's, it's a good time. Wow. I'm so surprised. There are there are ups and downs. There are episodes where I go, eh, whatever. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? But be, but that's because it's a like 22, 23 episode season, right? It's a, it's an hour of television every week for a sure. long time, right? Yeah. Oh, they're hour episodes. Well, 44. 44 oh, right. Yeah. Um, you know how like when like we would do car stuff and you and Gerardo would like froth over like certain shots. <laughs> now you get it. Oh, I get it now. Cause I'm not a car guy. And I was yeah. like, I was always like, yeah, you know, and I'd see the end product of what you guys did. And it's fucking beautiful. I can like also we were making ads. Yeah. yeah. Not this. Yeah. True. You know, we had, we had it with like, um, the shot we made. Yeah. 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 That we had that, yeah. but it, Oh, <laughs> it's also why like, like car mounts. I love car mounts. Yeah. And it's why I don't like Russian arm. Cause I'd yeah. rather have a, like the, the way that the, they hit a bump and the way the tire like bounces. Yes. And like feel I it. I fucking knew you would spot and that. that. You don't get that when the camera is just floating free, not attached to things. So uh, I, that hit me as well. And I don't know why. Is it, the camera stays steady, right? Because it's because it's um it's dampened. Early equivalent of like being stabilized, right? And I feel like seeing the wheel hit that bump, you mm. wouldn't see that today because like I feel like the way things are cut together now, it's like, oh, that's a we want it smooth here. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. It depends, I don't know. On what, it depends on what you're doing. I'm getting sweaty the way I'm talking about this scene. It's fucking great. <laughs> cool. But yeah, the AK stood out for me as well. Uzis. Well, the fucking vice dudes haven't have a AK. Do they? I don't yeah. know. There you go. Oh, yeah, they do too. Yeah. So in a second, yeah. So Calderon is there and they jump out of the boat and tell everyone to freeze, grabbing two of Calderon's goons as cover. Yeah, ballsy. Mm. And then Calderon gives the order and his guys just unload, killing his own men. Yeah. Because he's a drug dealer. Yeah. He smoke bombs out from the shoot. Tubbs is hit in the arm, but he kind of toughs it out because of course he does. Mm. And then they go looking for him. We get this like very shadowy cat and mouse 
scene with it's Tubbs. really really nice. The, it's it, it's another tropey playing with shadows on a dock kind yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah, with Tubbs and Calderon, but end up with Tubbs pointing the shotgun at him and having him. Calderon taunts him. My four hundred dollar week cop. It's getting late. Gonna arrest me now. Not gonna shoot me, are you? It's against the law. It's against the law. <laughs> Tubbs, of course, gets flashes of his brother mm. and tightens his finger on the trigger. I was like hoping that he would shoot him. That when the shoot. shots come, I was like, if the show's oh. over. I know, I know. So Sonny has to talk him down from pulling See, the trigger. See, because I didn't realize that they chased Calderon the whole time. And he ends up firing both barrels, but just off to the side to scare Yeah. yeah. It was really great during the conversation where he just like didn't say anything. He's like, you're going to kill me? It's illegal. You're going to kill me? And he just like slowly stopped laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, oh, this guy might kill me. They've got Calderon. Yeah. Sonny's plan is to stash Calderon in an out of town jail so that his lawyer can't find him yeah. and get a corrupt judge to get him out on yeah. bail because if he comes out on bail, he'll flee the country and we'll, and they'll never see him again. Yeah. But it's too late because <laughs> he already saw a, saw a crooked judge. Yeah, and then they're like silly cops like, oh, no one flees on $2 million bail. It's yeah, like, nobody fucking, skips out on $2 yeah. million dollars bail. Do they not realize you this guy's that a drug much money king? A day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They race to catch him. We get more shots of the Ferrari yeah. at speed. Yeah. So it's this is this is a we've won but we've lost. So the show can keep going. That's what the show does all the time. Really? Yeah. We'll talk about it in a second. So they race to catch him, but arrive just as he boards a private plane and he escapes. Yeah. But he'll be back. I'm sorry. It's not your fault, man. He'll be back. New name, new people. But he'll be back. Hell, this is a sunshine state, right? Uh, I guess you got a job to get back to up there in New York, hey, Tubbs? Get out of here, Crockett, you kidding? Have this little show I put on down there hits the fan? I'll be lucky to get back on payroll as a meter mate. As they drove off, Sonny asked Tubbs if he's ever considered a career in Southern law enforcement. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Tubbs. You ever consider a career in Southern law enforcement? Maybe. Maybe. And that is Brother's Keeper, <laughs> the pilot of my advice. So, what a fucking episode of TV. Yeah, it's great. There's, there's episodes of TV that equal it for different reasons. Yeah. But I have I think that is up there as one of the all-time greatest episodes of a show. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And the, as I said, the, especially in the first season, the show keeps that level of consistency and all the way through. I just didn't see it coming with they Miami do, Vice. They also do do a lot of two-parters, which is really good. So okay. you do get, sometimes you get that like extended movie feel. So it was essentially... Miami Vice, this the the like 
cinematic universe on TV. Kind of. You do get more, as it goes on, you do get case of the week. You get a lot of episodic episodic cases, right? Sure. Mixed in with the serialization. I suppose with all the other stuff, you'd want that after a while. It also was the style of television at the time. TV didn't tell long serialized stories at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It tended to be case by case or, you know, problem problem of the week that we solve and then we move on. With the only real kind of overall narrative storytelling element being that it's the same characters changing and evolving over time. Yeah. Having relationships and what, or not having relationships and whatever, that kind of stuff. I do got to ask, how often was this suit pulled out? Oh, I mean, all the Every time. episode? Oh, different suits. Like, <laughs> fuck yeah. He's a close horse. A couple episodes later, he's wearing the aqua blue again, but then he comes into the, the bullpen, takes it off, and it's fucking cut off. Yes. It's cut off and he's wearing his gun holster. Yes. And it's like, and it's like holy shit, what is happening? <laughs> It's amazing. He, Fuck yeah. He made Henley t-shirts popular. Fuck he's wearing yeah. Henleys. Like I have like searched Miami Vice Henley, so, but like aqua blue <laughs> so many times. Cause I'm like, I, I needed me one I'd of like those. I'd to be able to rock that look. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. They actually catch Calderon pretty quickly. Oh really? Yeah. Episode five and six are a two-parter and they get Calderon. I mean, five you got and to, six. right? You got to, though. Now it would be the end of the season. Yeah. But yeah. And then later on in but the season. But because they're hour long apps. Because it fucking blows me away. These are the guest stars just for the first season Ed O'Neill from Married with Children, the dad from oh, Married with shit, Children. Yeah. Dennis Farina, who was an actual ex cop and he shows up in like tons of movies. The name rings a bell. He's in a million things. He's in a bunch of Scorsese movies. Okay. Um, he was often a consultant because he was a cop. I and then think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis before Moonlighting. Oh shit. Is in like the seventh episode. He's the bad guy in the seventh episode. Baby Bruce. Yep. Fuck yeah. Lenny Van Dolan, who was in Twin Peaks, mm. is in it. Drink. Evan Handler. Oh, I know that name. Runkle from Californication. Oh, fuck, I love him. With hair. Wow. Even even on fucking Sex and City, he doesn't have hair. Well, do you know why he doesn't have hair? Why? Because he had cancer when he was in his 20s. Oh, wow. I fucking love that, man. He's so intense. Yeah, so he's a cancer survivor. So wow. he, had chemo, he lost all his hair from, from chemo and stuff when he was in his like late 20s. Fucking hero. Key Luke, Mr. Wing from Gremlins. Oh, okay. The store owner yeah, yeah, from yeah. Gremlins. Joan Chen from Salute of the Jugger. Oh, shit. And Twin Peaks, drink. <laughs> Pam Greer. I know that name. Jackie Brown. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. also from like Coffee and yep. a bunch of like 70s exploitation exploitation movies. Sure. like a complete badass. Yeah. Pam Greer's Pam Greer. And Ellen Green, who is the English teacher from Pump Up the Volume. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's just the first season. Oh. It goes on and on and on. I didn't write down any of them. Yeah, of because, course. Because, you know, it's meant to be a shorter episode. So, yeah. That's Can I ask you, what is the resolution with these characters at the very end? I don't know. I've never seen the very end. Really? I, told you I haven't made it all the way through. Never once? No. I'm, and I, you've never f- found out? No, I don't know. Oh, I, I thought you made it through once. No, 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 no. Oh. No, even when I was watching it on DVD, I think I made it into like the third season before... Oh, I misunderstood. So, no. Okay, so I've never made it all the way. Made it, made it all the way through. Interesting. So I'm have Probably started from the start a few times, right? And so as it currently stands, I'm at the end of the first season. Of this but they're way, definitely this in it all the way to the end. Oh yeah, yeah they are both in the, yeah. in the cast all the, yeah, way, all the way through. Yeah, Don Johnson during like the second or third season 
went on strike. So I think he doesn't cut appear in a couple of episodes. He wanted a okay. pay, wanted a pay rise. He got it because nice. the show was a massive, massive hit. It's one of those things where sometimes what happens with actors is they're on a TV show and becomes a massive hit. They're like, I want to pilot that into other things. But the show holds them to the show yeah, for yeah, like yeah. longer than they want to be on the show. And um, and I kind of got the vibe that by the end of Miami Vice, he was like, I'm I'm done. Like I yeah, really just want to move fuck. on to other to other things. After like three or four seasons, he probably could have been a big movie actor. It's it's also a different. It's a different era where yeah, 22, 23, 24, 25 episodes a season. That's like it's a long, a lot of work. It's long hours. Fuck, it's a that's a shame. Grind. Anyway, so I will hopefully one day finish. One day finish it. Would you watch more of Miami Vice? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm determined to finish. I'm it. upset that I didn't get Ellie to watch this with me. Like it was so good. As I said, there is a shift in tone. They start using a little bit more classic rock. Sure. The fashion gets a little less fashiony. Uh, yeah. There is a plot line where Sonny gets amnesia. Oh, of course. And thinks that he is his alter ego. So thinks he is a drug dealer. Yes. Evil Sonny. And a hitman. Yes. I don't know how long it lasts. I've not seen it. I just know that it goes that far. I love that. Yeah. So that's that's Miami Vice. That's the pilot episode of Miami Vice. Oh my Vice. God, it was fucking amazing. So next week. Next week. We're going to pick we a movie, motherfucker. Oh, are we? Yeah. Do I get the sole choice or is this a discussion? Well, the way that we pick movies is that Kira and Brody alternate <laughs> taking turns, picking from three choices I've prepared. This week is your pick. Oh, perfect. Because last week was Kira's pick. She picked Blair Witch Project. Of course. Which we're saving for when she comes back. Of course. So- you get to pick and whoever is next week's guest gets to pick for the week after. Mm-hmm. If a movie remains unpicked three times, it's struck out and taken off list, although I can bring it back a later to my choosing. Still on the list are Guyver Dark Hero with two strikes. There is a line between good And darkness. Don't kill me. Sean Barker. Has crossed that line. He's been drawn here by a power. Everybody here knows what we're digging for. By a force. See it in my dreams and I put it down on paper. He doesn't understand. Who are you? The Guyver is here. I know you got claws you ain't showing. I'm not the one with the claws. Have them here in another hour. Or shall I send someone with more experience?
next, well, also on the list is American Ninja 2, the confrontation oh. with one strike. <laughs> he has been taught the mystic arts of war. Sai. He has mastered a thousand years of secrets. He has learned the way of the ninja. Now, a soldier on a suicide mission. They have been sent to paradise. Excuse me, ma'am. Wow. To defeat a conspiracy that threatens the entire world. Who set me up? I said who? The lion. Who's the lion? He's a millionaire. He made his money on drugs. He's doing research. The super ninja. The ultimate fighting machine. Like a predatory tiger, you will feel no pain. Miracles. And no, no emotion but hate. It's ninja <laughs> against ninja. Charlie, it's ours! Together, they must destroy the most powerful criminal empire the world has ever known. Ah! He must defeat the most lethal assassin alive. Ah! And they must not fail. Michael Dudikoff returns as the American Ninja with Steve James in American Ninja 2, The Confrontation. Oh, fuck, he's as beautiful as ever. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting because we've got two sequels, right? We've got Guyver. Guyver 2, yeah, it's a sequel. Even though we haven't seen the first one, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. (laughs) It's barely barely connected. And they do a recap at the beginning of the first one. You'll be fine. Yeah. (laughs) The the beginning of this one, you'll be fine. So we've got two sequels. So why not have three sequels? Okay. Returning a sequel that you have rejected twice now, you motherfucker. No. Highlander to the quickening. Oh, fuck. shit so uh i mean i feel like with two strikes it's probably <laughs> hard to push you off picking guyver but you know i've put them on the table in the in the priority list at the moment oh really yeah there you go so you got guyver highlander and then american ninja 2 the thing is is american ninja 2 i feel like is kind of similar to what ads had to do last time I feel like it's got that Delta Forcey silly yep, fight Adam, vibe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Oh, don't worry about Adam. Okay. No, no, no. I am worried no, no, about no, no, ads no. in another sense because I have to then put these babies up for choice and Adam might not choose them. Well, the, here's the thing now is that Guyver has already gone off the list once. You were you were very I'm kind. So adamant on it. You took Guyver off the list for, I can't even remember what I it know. was. I just like I need to see the quickening. I it's a it's a must. It absolutely is. It is 
wild. Oh, the, I have to do it though. Highlander, I have to, I have to see Guyver. Because like after we started to talk about it, I've started to see this around. Well, yeah, you would have. And I just need to know what the fuck is going on. Okay. It's Gavu, Dark Hero. Gavu, Gavu, Gavu. <laughs> well, there you go. So uh, don't come back next week. Don't like, don't subscribe, do all the things. Uh, Kira would usually probably say at weird kid video. Yes. Before we go, I know we don't rate TV corner, but like I would give this a solid fucking five. Uh, I would, I'd be a four and a half. Yeah. Probably. Oh, that one sequence alone bumps it up to a five oh, for yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Just needed it to know. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. So don't like, don't subscribe, go, go outside, uh, do things. Um, At you know, Weird Kid Video Review, help me tell my deepest, advice. darkest oh, yeah, secrets. One of us needs to look to see if there's reviews. Otherwise, <laughs> fuck man, it's all discombobulated. Yeah, Here's off the right. podcast one week and it's all over. Just go out at night, go out at night, roll down your windows and play in the air tonight as oh, loud as you possibly can. It's so, that's a good idea just all the time. Yep, yep. And definitely wear like aqua blue while you're doing it. Oh, yeah. Yep. And take a licking and keep on ticking. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Scene. Fuck you, Bernie. <laughs>